Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi-Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports today. We begin with college basketball and a what-in-a-Sam Hill moment loss for number one-ranked Duke. Bar, Duke. Everybody loves rooting against him, right? At Duke. At Duke. Cameron, here, I, I jotted down a couple of things that Evan usually does, but it's going to be my role today. Mm. So they lost to Stephen F. Austin. The first non-conference home loss since 2000. Duke was a 27.5-point favorite. The largest upset in Division One history over the past 15 seasons right. since they started tracking right. that sort of stuff. But larger, it speaks to the business of college basketball. I know Edmund's going to give us some revenue figures in a minute, but the business of college basketball, where the top, 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 top players, like, you know, LeBron, if he went to college, would have gone to Duke. Lonzo Ball, Duke, maybe. Uh, so it's, and there was a story from, uh, was it Overtime or Stadium, where Jeff Goodman spoke to a bunch of NBA scouts, and they said that for the first time in more than a decade, right now, it doesn't look like Duke or Kentucky will have a lottery pick. Well, this is still early. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't think we want to jump to conclusions. I'm not too, saying they're not, but when's the, la- when's the last time it wasn't like you know Duke or Kentucky doesn't have one guy where they're like he's a top guy in the NBA draft, and, and that could be just like kind of the natural ebb and flow of recruiting a little bit. I mean, it, there's no question that you know Duke and Kentucky are still two of the best programs, and 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 you mentioned. Uh, Lamelo Ball, I believe, is who you're talking about. The one who's playing. Yeah, down did I in, say Levar? You said you said no. You said what, who did uh, I you say? Said Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah, um, he's in the NBA. Yeah. So Lamelo Lamelo is you. one of a, a handful of of young, very talented prospects who has chosen to play overseas. Particularly, a lot of them seem to be c- congregating in down Australia. in Australia yeah. and New Zealand. <laughs> Good idea. Me too. Um, but even so, you know, can you name the team Lamelo Lamelo Ball plays for? Yeah, the New Zealand Breakers. Okay. Do you Boom! Know? Good. Oh, High five bars. That Listen, was good. I want everybody to hear this over here. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. I, man. I think, <laughs> by the way, I really hope I'm right. <laughs> My point is less interesting now. I don't know if you're right, but um, I think for most people, they still, you know, the idea, RJ Hampton, you know, the other guy who went down to down to Australia, He's big name prospect. People don't know who he is, right? I think right. there's still there's so many eyeballs now on on college basketball. We started this chat by talking about Duke losing to Stephen F. Austin because it was the biggest story of the night last night in sports. Um, there's still tremendous, you know, the, the audience is so big, and I think that's still going to draw top players, even though there are some that are choosing to go elsewhere. It wasn't the Devils losing to the Minnesota Wild, the game I was attending. That wasn't <laughs> no, the biggest. That wasn't I the biggest story of the night. No, I don't think that was quite oh. it. But All right. So you could say that uh, Steve Austin they played like the six million. Oh man. no! Oh. I thought it was clever. Hold on, yes. real quick. Yeah. Um, Lamelo Ball plays for the. I said, I hope I got it right. Illawarra Hawks. Well, then RJ plays for <laughs> oh, the New Zealand no! Breakers. So I said, RJ plays for the Breakers. That might be true. Give me, check it out while we're on the air. <laughs> Head me down the rabbit's hole. I'm, it's fine. I was close enough. <laughs> I really wish we could go close back. enough. All right, it's uh, pretty good on that one. RJ Hampton, New Zealand Breakers. All right, close enough. Oh man, that, that's fine. I am not taking back the high five. Yeah, right. Uh, Silver Lake is buying ten percent. <laughs> no, no. 
no, right. no. Steve Austin was clever, man. This was like silver linings. Yes. Uh, Steve is Silver Lake is buying 10% of the group that owns Manchester City. And guys, the private equity firm is paying, check this out, $500 million for just over 10% of the company. And that pegs the valuation of Man City at about $4.8 billion. Yeah, I mean, Silver Lake, best known for a bunch of tech investments, Dell, Alibaba, in the sports and entertainment world, Endeavor, Madison Square Garden. Going to use the money to uh, sort of propagate the brand around the world, uh, tech infrastructure, and see what else they can do with, as we all know, City Football Group. They buy teams around the world right here, New York City Football Club. Part of that group. It's a branding exercise, getting that brand out around the world. $4.8 billion for Man City is a, obviously a big number. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the largest amount a club has ever been valued so at, far, at, yep. at a sale. Yep. Um, certainly there are clubs around the world that would probably get a higher number if they were sold. But that's a, that's a big number. And, and just to remind folks, the, the group that owns Manchester City controlled by Sheikh Mansour, who's royal family of Abu Dhabi. There are a number of Chinese investors as well, Silver Lake, joining that group. Yeah. Um, it, it's an interesting play for Silver Lake. I was talking to some owners, in, uh, or at least one owner in the EPL recently, and they didn't get it. They, they didn't understand what Silver Lake was doing and how they planned to do this, but we'll see. Silver, you mentioned Endeavor. Silver Lake owns... You know, Endeavor owns UFC, you know, big talent agency as well. So so a lot of sports ties there already. They're definitely sports and enter- entertainment ties. And interesting enough that I gave, there was a horizon. It said Silver Lake plans to hold the investment for about 10 years mm-hmm. or could divest earlier. I mean, there's that private equity timeline. That's actually pretty long for a private equity timeline. Um, but sort of announcing at the start, we'll get in and then in a decade we'll get out. Uh, Eben, we already know the broadcast, at least domestically for EPL, has shown some signs of waning. Mm-hmm. But global rights for EPL, probably still bullish, and, and we'll see how this investment can help. And I believe the global rights are a better share for the bigger teams. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Man City is one of those. One of those. By top the way, six do we still ones. have a do we still have a top six? Look at the table right now. Yeah. Do we still? Where, it's where funny. This continues an argument we do had. Do we <laughs> a still have ago. a big six in the EPL, or do we need to expand and say, for whatever reason, uh, there's some other clubs creeping in there? I mean, I think you can still say there's Give me a where big the big six, boys. Right? Give me so, the big boys. So Liverpool, number one. Good. Leicester City, number two. Not, shocker. not a big boy, yeah. Manchester City, number three. Big boy. Chelsea, four. Big boy. Then Wolverhampton, Sheffield, and Burnley. No not big, boy. big boys. No big boys. And boy. then the rest of the big boys, Arsenal, Manchester United, yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. So they're all in the top ten. They're not, you know, they're not the top six. Um, I do wonder, you know, flash forward to the end of the year, give us five more months. Wolverhampton. And see, well, I want to see where it all shakes out. I want to see Wolverhampton and Leicester up top the table. Yeah, but if you again, you know, Leicester City is number two right now. Wolverhampton number five. You know, those teams are not. They don't have an international footprint. They're not making money outside of England in the way that these yeah, other teams. But, but are. Leicester's kind of ruined everything. I guess I'm. I cannot say like, anything Leicester does shocks me anymore. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's like okay. I mean, once you've won the EPL, it's like okay, you can't. Uh, I'm sure our editor-in-chief, John Micklethwaite, big Leicester fan, Huge. still happy with the number two position. I'm just wondering what people in Britain, the big man city fans, think now that 10% of the team is owned by a United States organization. Well, as I already said, it's mostly foreign investment anyway. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, they, they, but I mean, they, UK fans have typically bristled at American yeah. ownership not, in the past. This not, is, but this is I a 10% a a position with a guy 
who has already shown that he's willing to spend and, by the way, has made that a dominant brand in the EPL, I think they're happy with the ownership of Sheikh Mansour. Oh, I mean, yeah, before he took over, yeah. you know, this club was, a, was right. a doormat in its own city, you yeah. know, was not a premier club in any way. Flash forward 10 spend, years. Spend, spend, Now it's worth more, at least on paper right now, than than Manchester United is. Uh, that That's a pretty, pretty fantastic turnaround. Maybe Silver Lake can build a stadium in the Bronx. Just saying. Wow. Because okay. if, have you have you been to an NYCFC game? Uh, no, I have not. Atmosphere is not great. It's it's They're not still great at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium. It's just not great. They need uh, they need a place to play. Red Bull, good atmosphere. NYCFC in Yankee Stadium, not great. Finally, let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. And you know that move that blackjack dealers do when they're done at the table and they slap their hands? they laugh at me when when they draw 21 with seven cards or something like that? that Yeah, that move? Yeah, that one. And uh, (laughs) they sold out all the ad space for the game well before Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is the earliest they've ever sold out the Super Bowl. And the top price was $5.6 million for 30-second spot. If you bought multiple, the price came down. What was there? One ad, Evan, that was below five mil because one company that one had company a, that had a, a long-standing yeah. agreement that, that is still under five million. But I think it's fair to assume that you know Fox is going to clear more than four hundred million dollars just on the on the national ads for the game itself. Seth Seven, Winter, Seth Winter over there. Fair to say he was gushing over the NFL. I think they are very happy. Yeah, which you know obviously they are. It's funny when I when I was talking to him, you know, we were talking about other properties that do very well. You know, and that was, was a like, short conversation. Yeah, he was like, "Well, the NFL <laughs> is dominant, and you know, it's really play, it's playoff, it's playoff football. <laughs> there's the Super Bowl and the playoff. Football. Yeah, like this play, the Super Bowl is great, and then there's also you know the other playoff games <laughs> and the Golden uh, Girls episode frequented by Bar. <laughs> I love the Golden. Girls, I knew you man. would. I They're great. I knew you Grab would. that dough. You know Estelle, that episode. Estelle Gettys, baby. Remember I'm what? saying, man. Grab that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, We're going to be doing Sanford and Son in a minute. Oh, boy. (laughs) This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Novi williams We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week. We're speaking with Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. He has a a a bone to pick. He's a spirited Mike Oresco. powers that be in college football, and he gets into it. As we used to say in school, the dude has something to say. The dude had something to say. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.